what episode are we doing? Oh yeah, Squire. Mm-hmm. Uh, it will make a strange entry in the library banks. Are we? Are we? Are we out of the timer? Okay, and hello and good evening, everybody. It is Monday, August 9th, 2021, and it's time for our next installment of Ted Trek Mondays here on Live Long and Podcast. It used to be on Wednesdays. It's still taking me a time, some time to uh, get used to it. Um, as we continue our mission to watch every episode of the original series, not in order, uh, this week's episode, we're talking about the Squire of Gothos from 1966, uh, season one episode. Um, normally, I would bring in my dad next to introduce him as he is the namesake of the Ted Trek series, but he's having technical issues. So let's bring in first Jody Simpson. How are you doing tonight, Jody? Ooh, I'm first. Yeah, you good. I am. I'm. Oh. I'm not your father. You are not. No, uh, the paternity test came back, and you are not my father. So. You know what? The '90s were a blur, uh, but I'm definitely not old enough. It's okay. I was born in the '80s. Um, and then next, we uh, we have uh, our next panelist, Adam Woodward. How are you doing tonight, Adam? I'm great, guys. How are you? Great, great. All right. And we expect Dad will appear in a short amount of time. However, uh, we can get started on the podcast uh, in covering this episode. So, uh, Adam, you had mentioned in our chat that you had never seen this episode before, um, which, you know, is always, I think, always a nice thing when you can find a new episode of original series you've never seen before. Yeah, you know why? I, I, I always avoided it. I hated the, you know, when you're looking at Netflix or looking at Craig or whatever, I hated the the picture of the guy, the actress, Trelane, or the actor, pardon me, Trelane, I, in that costume. It, it just annoyed me, and it just... I stayed away from it simply because of that. Because <laughs> you thought, oh, it's going to have some Victorian or Ender Napoleonic themes to it? Yeah, and... I wasn't going to get into it. And um, I'm glad I did. It, it was very much like uh, another episode we just recently watched. I'll talk more about that. Um, and, and obviously some some great uh, – uh, it took a little while to get going on this, but certainly uh, uh, a precursor to uh, big character in Next Gen. Yeah, let's today we segue over to Jody. Jody, uh, there's been a lot of comparisons made between the Trelane character and Hugh, who is uh, more of a next gen and maybe Voyager character, uh, soon to be a Picard character. Would you do you do you find those connections between these two um, to be valid? Uh, I, th I think Hugh was definitely expired, but you know he was he was taken from this character. I think, uh, or at least based inspired on... by. Yeah. What seems to be the trouble? However, this one's far more juvenile. Yeah, it's like a child. Well, we get the ending where he turns into like the kid and everything. No, I would have won. And you realize what you're kind of dealing with, that like something that's someone who seems superior and more advanced can actually just be a child of a more advanced race who might just not be uh, a representative of all of their species either. Okay, I'm just going to take down the title here so we have a bit more room on screen. I'll hide that for the moment. Okay, so Dad is not back yet. It's We're, we're a few minutes in, but we're going to get into the episode. Um, he's got his tech support. He's on, got my mom, the who's right the tech now. support, apparently. <laughs> um, maybe you had to make her dinner first. Maybe. Uh, it's hard to say. Um, okay, but it's kind of like they're on a routine mission. The Enterprise is, is going along here in season one. And they talk about there be it's some kind of a desert. I wasn't quite following this part of the conversation. They were talking about 
that I, like a desert makes me think of palm trees and sand and beaches and Spock says that's dumb a desert's just a place with no water and barren um that's what you know so uh, it's just kind of a whatever conversation but um it sets up sort of they said that they're in the desert of stars or something here i don't know something like that yeah maybe not the most important it thing. doesn't I'm, matter it doesn't matter why am i talking about it jody I, I don't know i don't know why do i even bring it up i don't know i don't know what do you want to talk about well i think we're supposed to talk about the episode okay but i don't think right. we it matters where it is uh it doesn't but okay they're going along and sulu gets um they find a planet out of nowhere uh not supposed to be there they think it's pretty weird that they haven't noticed it before uh and but kirk's like hey we got no time for this we got to get to our mission so and just in the middle of that sulu is disappears he just vanishes from the bridge and then moments later Spock, uh, gone. He's kirk gone. vanishes it's only when kirk vanishes spock notices and he goes full reverse it was very command like i was very impressed with spock in this first scene where he's like you better full reverse what the hell's going on but how how insignificant is sulu if no one cares uh like, no one yeah. really noticed right like meh he's well, kind of gone if oh, that's well. the way you, if that's like the buy the book thing you're supposed to do, I think um, if, I think if anybody off of your bridge disappears, you should automatically start investigating. Yes. Well, Kirk, I don't know there how shouldn't long, be a delay. What was the delay between when Sulu disappeared to when Kirk disappeared? Because it was okay. maybe Second. seconds, right? Like just mere seconds, right? Yeah. So, uh, why? And I don't know why those two Perhaps. were selected in specifically. <laughs> Um, I don't think we ever quite get an answer about that, but uh, mm -hmm. but then it becomes like a Spock and sort of the rest of them uh, are left sitting around. So it's Spock and McCoy, and then there's DeSalle, who um, we saw in he's in this episode quite a bit. Mm -hmm. um, DeSalle, let's just bring him in here for a second. Uh, I'll take off that logo. Yeah, so DeSalle, who was also in, isn't he in the episode called Cat's Paw? Where uh, I thought that while I was watching it, so it's very possible. I believe he's in that episode, which also features a castle. Yes, remember, like the big castle, and it looked, I think, it's the same set that we lost Adam. It's the same set, uh, from when uh, they do that episode. Now, this, this episode comes before that. This is season one, Cat Spot is season two. Um, but I believe in that episode, DeSalle is he wears a red shirt and he's the chief, um assistant chief like chief assistant engineer yes memory serves yeah. anyway so he's in this but he's in this episode he's more of like he always wants to pull the phaser and shoot Trelane all the time yeah i can't blame him let's put it that way oh we're all who wouldn't want to oh there I don't we go. Know. oh adam's back adam's back so DeSalle, do you remember DeSalle from Cat's Paw? Who's am I remembering this right? Uh I think, I think so. He also he, he he's got a very you know cop the FBI kind of look to him, you know, from the little yeah. show. Yeah, he looks like a G-man. Yeah, he looks like yeah. he's... He does look like a G-man. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. So he's a, he's he's part of the landing party. It's him. It's this other guy, Jaeger, um, who's some kind of scientist. Or And they're saying this planet, this is like... They're basically describing it as like the, the surface of Mars. Uh, or Venus, maybe? No, it's more like Venus because they're like it's like volcanoes and it's super high pressure and you couldn't live down there. So if if Kirk and Sulu are down there, they wouldn't live very long. 
but he's like if they are alive they got to be there like that's the only place there is to look so eventually spock um agrees and scotty wants to go but spock's like no you and me got to stay here scotty we can't afford to be going to beaming into a demon planet uh so but i'll send mccoy along with jaeger and DeSalle. so they're kind of like they're tasked they get geared up with like um with breather masks the first time i remember seeing like them going down with some kind of breathing apparatus That's... yeah it seems like something that would be more common something useful yeah yeah. useful but it's one of the only times i can ever recall maybe the only time it, we'll it's either find. that or get the screen door uh the screen door uh, air well the yeah air and we saw like the bigger <laughs> environmental suits that they have are yeah. not so fun um but yeah so they get down there and it's just a forested area uh jaeger's like hey we can breathe it and they very shortly after they find sulu and kirk inside this castle along with Trelane. and then that's kind of where the episode really starts to pick up although i did kind of skip over um that before they beam down there was sort of these messages being sent to spock through like the viewer where uh he was giving greetings and felicitations he was oh like, yeah it was coming up on the top yeah i just liked like... him reading things like yep yep raw <laughs> and i believe it's pronounced tally ho tally ho Tally yeah, Tally Ho, uh, which makes me think of that restaurant in Hamilton called Tally Ho. <laughs> Can't say I know what the hell you're talking about, but anyway. So here's a question again. Like, so so Sulu goes, then Kirk rushes to his, you know, where's Sulu, and he's gone. Nobody's driving the ship, right? I mean, and then uh, well, Spock, you know, so, Scotty, somebody Scotty takes over. Who does Scotty? From another station, I guess. Then, right? Yeah, yeah. To, yeah, they have to say, well, the, yeah, the bridge is. So, when the first time they go down, it's it, the three guys. They meet up with the other two, Kirk and Sulu, and then there's kind of this exchange. But eventually, Spock is able to. Spock and Scotty are able to figure out, like, okay, we can. If they are alive, they have to be in like this little area, and if we can beam them up, we will. Um, and so that's what they're working on. Meanwhile, Kirk is, I guess, trying to be make first contact with Trelane. Oh, there he is. Oh, um, maybe, maybe he's slowly moving into his chair. We're, we're missing, we're missing the Ted, uh, the Ted track. You're there on the air. Go. All right. <laughs> You're we're live. It's fine. How's it going? Are you hearing me? Yeah. My greetings and felicitations. I'm having all kinds of problems tonight. The things talking to me, I'm hearing so sounds, songs, all kinds of stuff. Okay. Uh, you're here now. So, so <laughs> I got to go to Gothos. I'll, I'll be back soon. Yeah, Gothos was going to try to follow you wherever you go. Um, Okay, Dad, we're talking about the Squire of Gothos. Yeah. Trelane. Yes. Yeah, so is this a familiar an episode you're familiar with? Is my first question. <clears throat> yeah. And do you enjoy this episode? Yeah, I thought it was okay. It's just okay. It's, it's silly, no Gary but... 7. Why is it not up to the, the, the Gary 7 standard? 
Well, you know, Gary Seven was a, a classic. classic. No other classic. There's no other episode like Gary Seven. No, there, there, there is no episode like. If that, you, if you couldn't tell, I was biting my lip. <laughs> um. Okay, and and know. we were. What do you make of the character? Do you find him to be fun? Do you find him to be sort of just? Uh, I guess is it like, maybe the first he's viewings. Kind of like, quite... He's kind of like a twelve-year-old kid, maybe, or a ten-year-old kid. I get maybe younger. Body. What? Even younger, I think. Maybe, but he he's, he knows some things that you know make him smart. But you know, he's kind of like a kid. You know, he didn't get his way type type of thing. Yeah. And yeah. he has this fascination with earth culture because he says that earth and humans are his hobby. But it's kind of an interesting premise here where they say like, well, we're 900 light years away. So when he, if he had a powerful enough telescope, he would be looking 900 years into our past because that's how light works, which kind of like is intriguing on its own, right? This idea of like, if you could get far away enough from earth and you had a strong enough telescope, you could like literally watch the past. Yeah. Yeah. That's I true. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, so he's, that, that's why he's antiquated. He's, he believes it, I guess what's 900 years before the 2266 would be what, uh, like 1300s. It's well before the Napoleonic times. Yeah. So that, that part of the explanation is a little bit off. I'm having a problem. My camera's falling over. Right, we, we know. We're aware of it. We can, oh, hear, yeah, it. Yeah. We can hear every swivel of the... Of the oh, thing. I know. It's freaking... It, it, like, tonight's just a night of hell. <laughs> the old, everything's breaking down here. It's I all mean, breaking down. Jeez, uh, look at this. There, how's that? <laughs> well, it's not moving anymore, so it's better. Well, it stopped anyway. Yeah. Uh... Where is, where's a good quote when I need it? Okay, so, uh, yeah, Trelane and this whole thing. I don't know. I always find him quite uh, fun, you know, and in the same way I find John Delancey's version of Q fun. And, Dad, we, before you came on, we were, I know you're not as familiar with Next Generation, but there's a character called Q in that who's kind yeah, of I an see omnip I've seen him. I know who you mean. You're aware of him. Yeah. And, aware uh, of him. and there's a lot of, like, that sort of, like, same characteristics here with the Trelane because Trelane, unlike a lot of these other captors who like will capture Kirk and various members of the enterprise for, to study them or to learn more to make, or to enter them into a breeding program, whatever the aliens motive is that week. Um, there's, there's always like a, um, usually it's not as this, this, this playfulness, I guess, uh, that you get with Trelane. Um, he's a very nice Charlie X. You know? Yes, he's a much nicer Charlie X. Because um, he's like, oh, yeah. you're not a prisoner. Even though he's not letting them leave and he won't let them call the ship. And uh, he, doesn't he, doesn't, mad. he doesn't get mad. I don't know if I would compare him to Charlie X, but okay. Yeah. Look, well, how he went back to his people was similar. Yep. Yeah. He's kind of just, uh, I don't know. Like, he's got, like, and, and, and we were saying earlier that, like, when they did, when Q was first brought into Next Generation, the pilot, he's very much a villainous role in that. But over time, he became sort of more of this whimsical, less harmful uh, seeming yeah. being. I think the difference being, though, is Q is always trying to teach a lesson. You know, there's always a motive for him. And mm -hmm. this guy, <clears throat> Trelane, he, he just, he's just playing. 
He's yeah. playing with the crew. He's just screwing around. But he's the he's like the uh, the adolescent version of the of of a species mm -hmm. like that, right? Um, and I don't know. I don't. I don't think Trillane is a Q, but I think he's sort of closer to a Q than to a human. I think he's kind of like a, a little Napoleon. Uh, he might be, be a Napoleon with the haircut. And, uh, he, he's, he's, he's probably more like, or an English guy like uh, Robert Drake or whatever, or somebody like that. You know. I like to think he's a Q. <laughs> or something like that, right? Or like even when we at the end when we meet the parents who are just the green blobs in the sky. Going, sorry about Trelane. Uh, you know. <laughs> He's kind of a dick. Yeah, we know. Yeah. Like, well, don't worry. We're gonna ground him for a week. Don't you worry. I know. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. That 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 he's whatever. But I don't. I was just like, I enjoy like all of I, the history. I guess that is sort of happening in that he's referencing the scenes. I always I always like this uh, actor who also played. Um, uh the klingon in the trouble with tribbles episode dad ah same actor yeah william campbell is that the lady huh who also played uh koloth in my dear captain koloth <laughs> i don't remember you're gonna take away all of our trivia well when i just know the trivia i just Bring it in. Anyway, so uh, then there's this whole thing where, yeah, like he, he, we're like, we're getting out of here, and Spock saved us. Spock's beaming us up. Um, he's like, I don't like this, Mister Spock. And they're like, Okay, everybody, we're back. Um, get, let's, let's get as soon as we can get to warp. Let's warp away, and hopefully we're out of the range. And uh, Spock's like, We don't even know how powerful he is. He could. He's like, Well, we didn't pick up on him until we entered the solar system. So maybe once we're out of the solar system, we can. And they're just about to go to warp. But then Trelane is doing this thing where they can't get around the planet for a while. And they're like, hard to port, hard to the right, go up, go down, lower up. It's not working. Yep. Does it go on a little too long for you too? That was a little long. A um, little. little long. Yeah. Not as long I, I, as some episodes, but... <laughs> Yeah. Sometimes on Netflix, I do have to go to like the one and a 1.25 speed, which makes some of these original series episodes feel like more like modern day. Um, just like just a few fewer. It's just it's just slightly faster. I know you can do it. I never need you can do it on the on the computer versions. It's usually not like the the TV versions as much. Oh, but like if you're, if you're watching on a browser, you can watch it or you can watch it one and a half times faster. Uh, which is I find distracting because it's like they're they're clearly sped up. But the Why one didn't you tell me this when we were watching Miri. I just wanted to make sure we got to the 69th <laughs> podcast before I told you, Jody. Uh, so it was. Well, this is very useful information now that we're what <laughs> ten episodes left. Yeah, uh, about that exactly. We could have done three. Yeah, but we still can use that for Spock's brain. Which is next week, by the way. But yes, yeah. so. Um, oh, you have yeah, to so suffer through that. Right. This whole so and then after they give up after uh, an above average amount of time, I'd say uh, they uh, Trelane appears on the bridge dressed up in a cape and is full of deer because he was he was all fascinated he's, when he heard that there were women. Uh, he's well, he's something. He's showing up on the bridge in a cape. He's got to be a Q. Yeah, but if he's such a, like an omnipotent being, why is he so into women? Women. Do you mean well, that you actually have members of the fairer sex among your crew? Yeah, but Q hit on <laughs> Among your crew? 
<laughs> I, see, I got from this episode that, you know, if it wasn't for his powers, which are significant, you know, Kirk could completely outwit this guy. You know, he, he's not smart. He's just playing around. <clears throat> he's, he's you know, he's controlling, of course. Um, but, you know, honestly, William Campbell, that guy, he, he kept me entertained. He, the guy, he played a good <laughs> good uh, character in this, this episode. Yeah, he, very he was, eccentric character. It was good. Very eccentric. Um, there was all, he was also fascinated with, uh, with Yohura as well as the, one of the yeomans. I don't remember. I don't know if this, this is yeoman Teresa, Teresa Ross. Um, I'm beginning to think there's more yeomans than there is actual like commanders on this ship. Uh, there's a lot of yeoman. <laughs> yeah. She's only in this episode. She was the only, this, this was, um, I don't know where Janice Rand was that week, but she wasn't available. So they brought in this one. She doesn't show up until halfway through the episode. I don't, I don't remember her being on the bridge for any of the earlier yeah, scenes. She started the episode by giving coffee to everybody. Is that yeah, where she's she was, Oh, She was there, yeah. yeah. I in completely Dixie forgot cups. about the In Dixie Cups. I didn't know they had those on the, on the Enterprise. I'm just trying to figure out why they keep serving everybody coffee right near controls. Like, yeah. as as a person in IT, I can tell you that is literally the worst thing you can. And, do. and the worst thing, Jody, I don't know if you noticed, but they had like the the helm, yeah, it's, it's, angle, and the cup is sitting. <laughs> yeah, cup sitting like this, yeah. and it's like, oh, it's gonna pill over at any time. Yeah, all right, great. Right Have you table. ever tried to get coffee with cream and sugar out of a keyboard? It is absolutely impossible. You buy a new keyboard. Yeah, you buy a new keyboard. <laughs> yeah. So when when they get down to the planet, uh, Yeoman Ross is is dancing it up uh, after Yuhura's on the uh, the organ or the harpsichord or whatever that 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 instrument is. And she's uh, just thrilled that she can play music like this. Now. She was just thrilled. So glad she wasn't singing. That's all okay. I had to say. Yeah. And there's there's always one of these scenes where Kirk has to straighten out the the woman crewman right <laughs> where he's like i don't like you taking because he changes her dress to like a gown and then he he puts her hair up and gives her all these things and whatever he's like i don't like you taking stuff i don't like you dancing with him and i don't like you doing all you know like just stop it you know and yeah. he, uh and you heard like i can play the harpsichord i don't know if this is before or after her memory gets erased by that robot thing but <laughs> uh i don't know maybe she relearned that skill once uh she came back out as far as I can tell, she can play pretty much everything. Yeah, she's a musician, yeah. you know. So it's, it's, yeah, it's not... I think she can play everything. She's the most talented person on the ship for sure. Uh, yes, and I'm sure we'll hear about what song she was playing in the fun facts. Um, but then the whole duel comes up where where uh, Kirk's had enough of his uh, uh, nonsense. They kind of figure out the mirror that he like. Why does he always go near the mirror? And uh, is it vanity or is there some other reason? Um, I do like the problem solving that Kirk and Spock go through in this script and trying to figure, okay, well, why is he always near the mirror? What, what kind of machine would you need to do the things we're seeing here? And so they're like, while Trelane's busy dancing around and doing his things, I, like they, this is always a good thing about the Starfleet crews. Did you just see that look on Kirk's face a second ago? Here, let me go back a minute. Yeah. And you, guess, it, it, you saw that too, didn't you? Watch here. Uh, it's coming up. Uh, right about now in a second here. Is it when he realizes it? He's like, get over yourself, Yohura. <laughs> well, she's like, she starts playing and then there, yeah, this. Okay. What is going on here? He's, he's like, like listen, do you know how many yeomen I go through? All right. <laughs> Can you not take this one? 
no, no, no. He said, I got plans for her tonight. Now you're yeah. getting <laughs> Like, what does he say to her later on? Like Cinderella, go get rid of your glass slippers look, look or whatever. He's got like stalker eyes. Yeah, yeah. So and the then funny Sulu's thing, like, I'm done with dinner. Yeah, yeah. But no, guess who's like, you know, McCoy's right into it. He's drinking. McCoy was drinking and eating, and I get he has lines that come up after talk about they, they don't have any flavor, but he would look like he was really trying uh, to. He's, he's got the glass in his hand. He's like, this is my sixth one. Yeah, for something that doesn't taste like anything, he's bringing along. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sure. Drink a lot of it. <laughs> and why are you walking around with it like that? <laughs> it tastes like nothing. <laughs> you guys, happy someone gave him a drink. Yeah. Um, it looked like yeah. a nice spread they put out, though. It was. Now the, the the whole duel thing where he uh he's like these are the dueling pistols that slew. Oh, your heroic Alexander Hampton. Um, which I always thought was a weird reference because well, again, four hundred years, not nine hundred. Yeah, and Hamilton comes long after Napoleon, right? Or no? No, um, no, uh, no Hamilton comes before Napoleon. So it'd be around the same time, actually. Same time, yeah. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, just like I guess because most Americans know about the duel with Alexander Hamilton, right? So that's kind of an easy reference to put into the episode. Um, well, I don't know if they knew that then, though. I don't know. I I was not a boy growing up in the '60s in the United States. I don't States, know if the but... '60s that was a standard thing to know, but maybe not for Canadians. Well, that's true. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. They they I think they teach that history quite a bit. But um, oh, oh there's a slap. All right. Anyway. Oh yeah, he's like, are you challenging me to a duel? <laughs> <laughs> he's like, if you have the courage. I don't know. I just I like that these. I like the way these two acts, Shatner and uh, Campbell work off each other they probably were both trying to figure out who can outdo who yeah because they both kind of got like this little like i'm gonna show you right and and I, I think a little bit of that like came through later on when they did trouble with tribbles together uh even though they only have that one scene in or maybe two scenes in trouble with tribbles together um but no and no, none of you guys remember him playing the Klingon. no i so, never remember so that. I, no. I don't know maybe he didn't do a good job i don't know he <laughs> didn't make an impression Kirk. Well, I remember Kirk the trouble with, with Tribbles. He didn't look quite like a Klingon. He almost looked like another. Well, really like all the Klingons like in original well, series. Um, yes, yeah, but we don't talk about that. Yeah. yeah, he didn't really look like a Klingon. <laughs> what you mean was he didn't look bronze enough? Yeah, <laughs> and he also bronze. didn't have the big mustache. I don't think he had a goatee. Uh, I'll tell you yeah, right now, he looks more Klingon than anybody from the first three episodes of, uh, <laughs> of uh, Discovery. I can tell you that. Yeah, well, oh, they, they, had, they had some issues there. Um, now, where do we go from here? So he shoots the mirror, and then he goes, oh, I'm going to kill all of you, especially you, Captain. But they say, well, whatever. We're out of here. Peace out. They beam up. Um, and they, that's, they eventually get cornered right and this is where they that's when they they had the whole thing and they couldn't get away i'm sorry I'm, I'm remembering these things a little bit out of order and then kirk's like no i'll go down i will do whatever with him if i don't come back in an hour you got to get the ship out of here and leave that's but he but basically shatner or kirk in his a very kirk-esque move is willing to sacrifice himself for the ship he's like i'll give you the best competition ever there's a bit of a trial first um where where he's the judge yeah, with the hangman's noose. Yeah. Tell me this isn't a cue. <laughs> yeah, Tell even me. worth even wearing the judge's robes. Like obviously this came first, so the cue idea wasn't there yet, but 
Tell me Q isn't based on this. Like, come on. Oh, of course it is. Yeah. Well, but, when I was a... Yeah. Go ahead. I think the, the other difference, though, is like when, when they shot out that mirror, it kind of proves the guy needs like some kind of technology to do what he does. Right. right. Q does not. Q does not. So... So he he comes across to me as a less sophisticated version of maybe a similar, like maybe a lower cousin. Look, something. I'll tell you when we get to the ratings for just just the fact that this is based, like Q was developed from this, it, it's got points for me. Yeah, yeah. and there was a so and there was a book I read, a Star Trek novel by Peter David when I was a kid, which is not canon, but it it does actually. It's called Q Squared. And in that, they bring in Trelane and they bring in Q and they bring them all together. So at least one Star Trek author saw the connections as well. Not canon, though. Not canon. I don't make the rules. So uh, the whole th so I guess the whole final act is just between Kirk and oh, Trelane. Wait, wait. Sorry, Jody. Did you see his face there? You got to go back. Because this is when he's like got that. Girl. Oh, yeah. When he tells the yeoman to go change her glass slippers. Yeah, but now he's got the smug look on his face again. Okay, now we're, I'm back in charge with her. <laughs> Watch this. And she's like, she wants to change back. Hey, Hora looks account. great in this episode, by the way. She looks beautiful. He doesn't even look at her. Hands her the tablet. He's like, he's like, take care. How did she still have her uniform? How that dress on? Why uh, she changed when she got back? She, she, had, she had to get right to back Wait, to work. Finish, finish the scene. Watch. Who's going to take that thing from the Kirk? It's her job. She's checking out her cleavage. Yeah, he's checking her out quite a bit. And then... Oh. <laughs> 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 Get the rest. <laughs> Look at that, eh? He's just like, that is going to yeah. be all oh, over God. my bed later. I don't know how else to interpret that. Yeah, uh, there ain't nothing you can say on that one that ain't already oh, there. Oh gosh. He's like, he's like, you know where my room is. That's like putting on the boots. Yeah. <laughs> putting on the boots. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. Um, okay, and then the final act between Trelane and and thing, then then he's he's chasing him around with a sword for a lot of it after the trial. Uh, I do like the way Kirk like talks him in. He's like he knows how to like play this guy's personality. Yeah, that's what he's he's more he's a little smarter than than Trelane, you know. I, I figure he knows he he's got him pegged. He just can't. There's some good there's some good vocals going on in this scene mm -hmm. though, like yeah. with with um with Kirk because like he's really into it at this point. Yeah, did you uh, find looking at the noose over and over again a little distracting though? Very distracting. Yeah, I understand why they put it there, but like, meh. I guess the purpose is just like the threat of death is real and um, yeah. Yeah. It's it's but, it, I but Shatner acting in this scene is pretty good. Yeah, he was good. He he Yeah, I really enjoyed both of I except both for the of weird screamy eyes that he has through most of the episode, but past that he's 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 got uh, yeah. he's got it going pretty good. Yeah. Even just this like this exchange they have at the on the bench here. Um, and then the oh, and then the shot of the noose. Yeah, he's like, shot of the noose. Yeah. And then, like, later on, they're bringing like that noose over to him. How do, like, you, how do you sell something in between that? Like, they show a noose, and then it probably went to like some kid's like cereal or something in the 60s, right? Like, <laughs> that was like a terrible way to like stop the scene, <laughs> but anyway, 
yeah it was just like later on like when they, i think it comes after this after, yeah it's gonna like slowly like get closer to him or like it comes yeah, over like it it's moving yeah. yeah right this is where i was glad i was watching on 1.25 speed because i was like no this thing's moving really slow i, I love when he starts undressing out of the robe and shit though he's like yeah sure i'm still flamboyant i'm trying to figure out these green pants they don't look quite uh period uh accurate but maybe I they probably are. borrowed them from Sulu. this shirt he's wearing is also I don't know where you that's like the puffy shirt from Seinfeld or something. I don't know. It's like a pirate shirt. Ah, uh, he looks very and counts. All used to wear that shit. They all used to wear that stuff. Okay. Oh yeah. Yeah. But um, even his mannerisms and stuff like that are very Q like, like, so it's gotta be Q. It's gotta it be Q just early. Yeah. So Dave saw this in much faster, <laughs> a little bit faster, just a slate, just 25% faster. Ah, yeah. I like how I uh, keep staring at it. Like Kirk, like literally, like a noose is the worst thing that they can encounter in the 23rd century. It's like you yeah, got fucking phasers that can disintegrate people. Had a lot more other, like, a lot of other things that have really you know challenged him rather than a noose. Yeah, Man, he, like, <laughs> maybe it's like, a fear. Maybe it's one of his fears. I, maybe, maybe, or maybe somebody. Well, he comes from. He's from Iowa, isn't he? He's from Iowa. So Is maybe hanging maybe, country. Maybe yeah. yeah they got to use stuff. Maybe that, it's hanging you know, country back uh, back then. Who knows? Yeah. Um. And then okay, the, the cat, the game of cat and mouse, the chase in the woods. Um, oh god, this is the stupidest part of the whole episode. <laughs> yeah, where well, like you know, like Kirk even at one point gets the sword away from him, and then he tries to slash him, so he throws the sword away. But then okay, Lane just gets a new sword. Hold on. How the hell does he break the sword? Over his, over his knee. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. If it's a real sword, you couldn't do that. Um, Not only that, but that sword's also it. gone through like wood structures and stuff already. Like it's already shown to be pretty solid. Yeah. So it's like, how is he putting that over his knee? And if it could go over his knee and break, then why is he running away from it? It's not that bad. How sharp <laughs> is this sword? Yes, is yeah. kind of uh, in question. Um, and yeah. Kirk's. Yeah, see, there cut that piece of wood up right there, just straight down. Bang. Now, right, maybe the trees on this planet are like it's no match for his knee, though. No, Kirk's <laughs> knee is clearly harder than Kirk wood. Enterprise, Kirk Enterprise, but he, he doesn't get anything. Yeah, and like, like Trelane's dirty. We see this quite a few times, even in the duel. But it was, it was in the duel, like, he throws away his shot. Uh, he yeah. aims his gun in the air because he doesn't really want to kill Kirk at that point. But no. here he's, he's well, full on trying to kill him. He wants yeah. to play with them. That's the whole point, right? And then he's like, okay, but I'll do this game with you, but you <laughs> so let the ship terrible. go. And he's like, no, I like this game too much. I have that to. That is so terrible. That, that whole. Woo! <laughs> Come on, hit me. Hit me. Yeah. Oh. oh. He throws the sword yeah. away, but then he conjures a new sword. I'm like, you still, you should have kept the, old the sword. same sword that he's brought back to him. <laughs> Maybe he's so got like Jedi in cut, like to cut his head off. Oh my god, he's a cute Jedi. He's the best of both worlds. Best yeah, both worlds. Huh? Come on, hey, anybody? It's, anybody? It's deep cuts. Right. Uh, yeah, and then he. But time and time again, like Kirk, <laughs> Kirk kind of beats this guy over and over again. But, but the whole theme is that Trelane is just more has more powers and more right. abilities. And right? this is where they have like that's when he puts the bars up too. Yeah, he's like, I locked the door, and then he puts bars on either side. <laughs> so he oh my god! Okay, I gotta get that. It's like that's it. I can't. 
Kirk's like, okay, time to go back to the ship. I couldn't possibly climb these bars. Or I couldn't possibly just yeah. run around you really fast. Tally-ho. Um, Tally-ho. Tally-ho. Oh, 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 that was a cool effect, by the way. I believe it's pronounced Tally-ho. For 60s TV, that was a cool effect. I like that. Yeah, just like the pop, like the, the time jumps in. there. Yeah, they popped yeah. right in. They did a good job on it. I wouldn't feel like I'm this cornered, though, as Kirk seems to. But that's I feel the like... thing. The, the problem is, like, there's a threat there, but it's really not that much of a threat. You know what I mean? Like, he's he's a threat, but he's not. Like I, it's... Think, I think you're right. I think that Charlene wants to beat him. He doesn't want to kill him. Yeah. Yeah. Like, he just wants to fuck with him. Could have killed him so many times. Right. Yeah, look, at that. look at that Kirk anger. I love it. Um, and he says he wants to kill them. And then he says, oh, and now after I kill you, I'm going to, um, You're going to kill all your crewmates. I, I wonder if those boots that Tremaine is wearing there are the same boots from that other episode. The boots that Kirk put on after yeah, sex? Yeah, after. Well, no, there, there was no sex. It was 60s television. Right, right. It was presumed. Presumed. Um, yeah. And this this is where his parents show up. The green, which is James Doohan, by the way. Yeah, actually, yeah, the the guy, and then the I woman actually had the idea on that one. Yeah, I don't think yeah. he did. Was the woman? The woman's um, her name is uh, sorry, her name is Barbara Babcock, and she she played a number of roles. She's been in, in a bunch yeah, of that, episodes we've already watched. Yeah. Um. Well, Dad, from your one of your favorite episodes, uh, Assignment Earth. <laughs> Uh, with Gary Seven, she voiced yeah. the cat. She also voiced the cat Isis. Oh, she was also the voice of uh, the Tholian and the Tholian Web. She was also Maya Three in A Taste of Armageddon and Felenia in Plato's Stepchildren. Um, so she's did a, she's did a well seasoned actress. She did a bunch. She maybe one of the most like one of the most um, reoccurring Star Trek guests. She stars. probably has she probably has more lines in the entire series than Yohora does. Uh, Trillane's mother. Trillane's mother was the first thing she ever did for Star Trek, though. Well, this is uh, one of the early episodes, so that would make sense. Yeah, Felani, but various other ones. Uh, this is what the thirteenth episode or something like that. Uh, the thirteenth. This is the eighteenth episode or seventeenth episode. Oh, okay. Yeah, and uh, what else was she? Dad, she was on the show Dallas. You liked that show, right? Oh yeah. What was she? What did she play on there? She was the recurring role of Liz Craig. Liz from, Craig, I don't from remember. From 78 to 82. I don't remember Liz Craig. Oh, she was that was Barbara a little bit before my turn. Um, and I the whole scene with the parents were like, "Whoa, this has gone far enough, Trelane." He's like, "I could have. I could have done it. I could have been a contender, you know?" Um, just his his like, you know, for anybody who's ever had to deal with like maybe a a 2-year-old who doesn't who's not getting in their way. Or something like that. That was kind of what the scene is sort of meant to be. When you yeah, said twelve years old, that I was like, oh, I, think I can much totally see Corbin Burns in, in that episode. You know, as Q, the blonde Q. You know, right. oh, Q. the blonde one. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, because um, with the one where he showed up with John Delancey and was like, "Okay, you can have your powers back." Uh, you can have your powers back. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. They're trying to beam you away or whatever. So maybe the parents are actually just people from the Q continuum. Maybe you know the the, the episode vo the the Voyager Maybe episode. He's would like a young that, Q, kind of like that girl from the one Next Gen episode where she's like making puppies all the time. Amanda, what's her name? I can't remember. Amanda, Amanda, Amanda Q. 
Manicue. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do that. All right. And then we got um so after the whole Trelane, like his parents take him away. And I, I do I really enjoy that. And then the whole like I guess the final moment here on the bridge with uh with Kirk and Spock, where they're like, Well, I don't know what to do. Like he's like Spock. He was a very like interesting classification, new alien, new discovery. How do we classify him? Um anyway. Kirk, Kirk said he was he was just a small boy. Then a small boy. And a very naughty one at that. He was a very small boy and a very naughty one at that. Charlie X. Charlie, I yeah. wonder if that is what he's going to say to the yeoman later on. <laughs> to, yeah. to yeoman Ross? Yes. I hope she's of age because we saw that some of these yeoman are not. Um, ah, she looked of age. Yeah, she looked. She's probably fine. Okay, so <laughs> that's the end of the episode. Um, fun facts? Fun uh, facts yeah. Jody. Oh, I got some of those. Okay, hold on here. All right. In an interview of the Star Trek The Next Generation Season 7 DVD, John Delancey says he believed that Gene Rodberry, whether consciously or subconsciously, was channeling Trelane when he created Q. So, Who said that? That was Q himself. John, John Delancey. Delancey said that? He, he, yeah. So he must have watched the episode and saw that. He believes that, uh, uh, he, believes that uh, he was definitely channeling it. Did Rodberry write this episode? I didn't even look. No, it's Paul no. Schneider wrote this one. Well, yeah, but you know, Obviously, he had some sort of input in all the all the aliens and stuff, right? Well, the question uh, is though, if Paul if Paul Schneider wrote this episode, right, and then later on Gene Roddenberry created a Q character, sort of based on this, would Paul Schneider be entitled to royalties? He should be. It's it's so know. similar. Yeah. So here you go, Dave. Exactly what you talked about a minute ago in the book Q Squared. Author Peter David related that Trelane was an adolescent Q entity. Trelane's nature uh, may seem inconsistent with Q lore, but David uses creative speculation to explain away any questions that may rise. So there you go. So even though that's not canon, according to Dave. All right. And well, not just me, people, the yeah, people who decide what the, what's canon. Uh, Paul Schneider originally uh, wrote this episode as an anti-war statement uh, and, got, and got his inspiration from seeing children play war. <laughs> Okay. Well, I guess I guess like his fascination with war and him being a kid and like the glorification of that. I guess I could see that, but I didn't. I I didn't feel like when I watched this episode, I I really got that intent. Um, if that was his intent, I didn't either. But I can see what you're saying because it was all about the fight and you know playing war and battling and why don't you display your weapons and yeah. um and he talks so, about like the the flags and people marching off to their deaths to die for glory and all these things. Yeah, but those uh, flags that that he had in that, that, that you know those flags were kind of funny. Which ones they had there? It was like the flag <laughs> of France and Ireland and like uh, yeah, there's some I, funny flags on there. I don't know if you have yeah, any was, fun facts on the flags, the, but uh, I don't know yet. But maybe we might. Uh, Trelane's coat reappeared in an episode of The Monkeys called The Prince and the Poppers. <laughs> same, <laughs> same coat. How exciting is that? Uh, when DeSalle beams down, his middle fingernail is clearly purple. Who knew? He must have banged his finger with a yeah. hammer well, or something. If anybody's ever banged their finger, it's uh, it's yeah. not a fun time. Yeah. Uh, a brief split screen shows bars that appear to block Kirk's escape at the end of the show without having to rely on editing. So there you go. Well, I, they, had, I, they, they didn't do that with editing? Apparently not. They just put them there. They just <laughs> poofed them in? Okay. I guess so. I don't know how they did that, but that's interesting. 
Uh, all right. There's a lot of stuff just about Trelane here. Um, Trelane says the Kirk of Yahora. Ah, a Nubian prize. Yeah, we hadn't touched on, on that. Yeah, take on one of the raids in Conquest, no doubt. During Philium, <laughs> William, <laughs> William Campbell blew this line uh, with the embarrassing blooper. Ah, a Nubian slave. <laughs> oh, wow, that must have not been good. Uh, according to Campbell, Nichelle uh, Nichols, an activist of Amer uh, African-American civil rights movement, responded, I'll kick you in the ankle. So she was Why like, the ankle? I don't know. I guess she was just being polite. <laughs> Instead of the ass. For the balls. Yeah. She probably wanted to say something else, I'm guessing. <laughs> she was just okay. being a polite, decent, nice woman. Yeah, clearly. Yeah. As she's yeah. known for. Uh, all right. William Campbell, who plays Trelane, uh, would later play Captain Koloth in Star Trek's original series, The Trouble with Tribbles. So Dave is correct on that one as well. Uh, who who would have doubted Dave anyway? I don't know. And, and he played have. and he played Koloff on D Space Nine later on too. Oh, there you go. Uh, an M one one three creature is among the trophies on display in Trelane's castle. The Salt Vampire. Yes, the Salt Vampire. Yeah, uh, what when was he Doc in another show? Wasn't he? Wasn't yeah. that Salt Vampire used in another episode? Yeah, it's one of the yeah, very first yeah. episodes. Yeah. Um, one of the I can't remember which episode, but uh, it was in the Man Trap. The man trap, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was in man trap. Um, when Dr. McCoy sees it, he does a double take. I didn't notice that, so that's kind of interesting. Uh, during the scene, the howling musical theme from the episode is heard. It is possible that Trelane has observed planet M113 with his telescope at some point. So that was anyway, there's also this other weird looking thing he had. He later vapor. I wonder, I don't know sure what this yeah, thing vaporized was. that thing. Yeah, uh, yeah. I don't yeah. think I have anything about that. But anyway. It looked like Bruce Wayne's collection from Batman 89. Um, it looks like Vicky Vale and things. Lobster Man, yeah. Vicky Vale. Vicky I think this guy was the king of the wicker people. Oh, maybe, maybe, maybe. <laughs> M. Night Shyamalan has made a movie about it probably by now. Uh, this episode marks the first appearance of Michael Barrier as Lieutenant Vincent DeSell. Uh, he's a first, first name. Yes, Vincent is his first name. Uh, whose first name was pulled from the episode's final draft of the script. See, you always get ahead of me, Dave. Uh, <laughs> the character returns later in Star Trek: The Original Series, this this side of Paradise, and the original series, Cat's Paw. Uh, this side of Paradise, which we haven't seen yet. Uh, this side of Paradise is one of the episodes we haven't we done yet. No, I so didn't so we're only two thirds of our way into DeSalle. Yeah, like, we still got phenomenon. one more episode. No, we haven't seen Cat's Paw either, Dave. No, we saw Cat's Paw. We have yeah. done Cat's Paw. Yeah, we did that uh, many weeks ago. That was our 19th With the podcast. Big cat? Yeah. Yeah. yeah you gave it a one. six. Uh, no, you gave it a 5.1. Apparently, you were, you were... apparently, somebody was into the legal stuff. Jody, uh, Jody was... liked that episode more than you. I did like that really? episode. Yeah, fun. he gave it. He gave it a six. Yeah, I didn't like that episode. That's that one of those rare times when I actually... That guy who was the other guy who was the geologist or science guy, who was that guy? Jaeger? What? Jaeger. Jaeger, yeah. Jaeger. He was in other episodes, wasn't he? Um, I don't... Maybe... I don't think so. Uh, he was familiar. Trelane's a little... I guess that was a German thing he was doing? On yes. Officer Jaeger. Well, on well the cell... <laughs> DeSalle also I... serves as a navigator in this episode where he's a biologist in another episode and an assistant chief 
engineer in another episode. He's like yeah. that episode yeah. of Lower Decks where Rutherford was changing jobs every, yeah. every five seconds. Uh, uh, it appears so, yes. let's, hear that German, let's hear that German poem. I ain't spy. I got the French one, yeah, and the German one. On, no, let's hear it. On Deutsch Soldat line, I spy drei vier gehen wir mit den Schiskewehr. <laughs> I totally could have lived without that. I'm just letting you know. That's hilarious. I love it. Uh, Yehora refers to uh, Space Fleet Command, even though the name Starfleet and Starfleet Command originated several episodes earlier in the original series Court Martial. Uh, and again, in the two-part episode, uh, The Menagerie, one and two, right. of course. So, but that's Paul Schneider's fault. It is Paul Schneider. No royalties for you, Paul Schneider. Uh, Paul you. Schneider, you're done. You're done. You're done. You're done, sir. Uh, at one point, Sulu asked Kirk how long they should, quote, go along with this charade. Uh, Kirk replies, quote, until we can think our way out. 19 years ago, singer-songwriter Bob Dylan used a similar phrase, I'll go along with this charade until I can think my way out, uh, in his song, Tight Connection to My Heart. However, the similar line is used in the post-war Humphrey Bogart thriller Tokyo Joe. Uh, so it's possible that the film was the original source of both. 19 years earlier? Like, uh, Bob 19. Dylan wrote a song? 19 years 19 later. later. Later, okay. Uh, I might have said earlier. Sorry, because there's no. You said earlier. I just uh, I was like, I, I, yeah, trying to figure out how Bob Dylan was. Uh, and here's something that I think maybe Adam pointed out. Uh, the plot shares many similarities with the original series episode Charlie X, in that they both feature a person with limited maturity with psychic powers who abuse them, and at the end is taken away by a powerful psychic beings who arrive do sex machina style. <laughs> So yeah, I, that's why I that's why I picked this one this week because last week we did Charlie X and they both disappear in the same way. Well, it was two weeks ago because last week we were on. Yeah, well, last week we didn't do it yet. There's something to do with decks and beers and parties and yeah. holidays <laughs> and. Yeah, it was that Karen Rondo. Yeah, uh, oh, former, uh, that Karen. Well. We that Karen's well. a bad seed. Karen oh, Rondo, a former panelist on this show. A former panelist, yes. yes. Many, many. That feels like a long time ago. Hopefully, yes. maybe we can get her back for one final episode. We'll bring her back for the for the end. What do you think of all our yesterdays? Yes, there um, we go. Uh, past that, I don't think there's anything else we need to talk about. Okay. All right. Um, any other? Okay, so then maybe we get to some ratings here, and we'll uh, we'll talk about what we thought of this episode in some quantifiable terms. Um, all right. So, Dad, uh, you want to start us off here? Yes, sir. I'll take the uh, nod on that. I'm going to okay. give this one a little higher than normal because I thought I ain't spy, dry, five, whatever it was. I'm yep. going 7.5. Just for a German rant. I like it. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm going to go as high as uh, eight and a half for this. Yeah, I'm up there too. I, if I gave Charlie X 7.5, I got to give this better. It was a much better episode. I didn't think I'd enjoy it so much. Uh, and like I said earlier, that the fact that it inspired Q, you know, gets it an extra mark. So I'm going to nine, Dave. Are you going to nine? Okay. Uh, even though I think this inspired Q, I, I'm I'm not all there with this episode. So I'm going to do a seven and a half as well. I wasn't bored in this episode at all. No, uh, I was never bored. There were some scenes I was kind of bored in. At that point, I was like, okay, you guys can't fly the ship around the planet. Get over it. Yeah, we're pretty but close to the IBMD, uh, Jody. 
Yeah. Okay. So that gives us an 8.1 uh, for uh, tonight's episode. I don't think that's good enough to put it in the top 10 or anything like that, but that's, that's a decent episode. Uh, these, you're not telling me that Spock's brains next, is it? Well, yeah. we all agree. We all agreed to this. We all said that we would oh. take all of the episodes remaining and we would look at their IMDB ratings and we would go from worst to best. I'm going to have to go yeah. to the liquor store. So okay. Spock's brain, we didn't want to end on Spock's brain. So we want, we have to get it out of the way. So uh, that will be next week. I, I, I'm definitely going to the LCBO. <laughs> <laughs> you just kill some brain cells. Some Spock uh, brain cells. There's, there's going to have to be some scotch in my history here. So we have 11, 11 to go. Uh, we got 11 more. Sorry. 11 more is what's left uh, to get us to, to finish off the original 79. Uh, you can see there, but those are that's them in the order we will watch them in. Uh, Paradise Syndrome is mentioned, which will get our next installment, our last installment of DeSalle. Um, there you go. Ah, uh, monsieur, vive la gloire, vive Napoleon. You know, I admire your Napoleon very much. <laughs> he likes that's foreign language. That's who he looks like in that suit. Yeah, he does. He, well, clearly he likes Napoleon. Um, yeah, so anyway, that, that wraps up The Squire of Gothos. Uh, a decent rating and a great episode. Just because of the nature of what it's going to be, we're going to talk about maybe not such a great episode, but maybe we'll be turned around on this episode. Spock's brain. We'll all <laughs> give it a, a blank slate, right? And then, um, yeah, we'll be back next Monday night to talk about Spock's yeah, brain. you got to go in with an open mind, Jody. Right? Yeah. And I'm going to be sauced up out of my mind to oh. watch that episode. <laughs> Get ready next Monday. I, I'm um, gonna give a good rating just to keep the averages up. <laughs> this box brain. That's the one. Yeah, I can't wait for it. And you know then what? This, uh, this series has just been a long road. Been a long road. Get from there to here, because uh, I guess when we get to all our yesterdays, we will be transitioning into the uh, Star Trek Enterprise podcast uh, Monday nights as well, um, which is very exciting coming up. So I'm more excited for Kevin. Anything. Yeah, we're getting Kevin Millard in for that one. Who Kevin Millard, the guy who is absolutely despises the series. <laughs> right. <laughs> He's gonna be our we're gonna see we're if trying we can to turn, turn him, around. him around. We're trying to turn yeah, him around. Even even moderately. I just so want gonna, him to acknowledge that it exists. That's, you can never get uh Kevin. Kevin will, will always tell you the goods if he likes it or not. So yes, uh yes. he doesn't uh, hold back. He doesn't does not with that was raised like and him and actually give give Adam one and I job. will be co-hosting this one. So yes. Adam and Jody to lead that ship, that NX01, that uh whatever are you a panelist, class. Dave? I'm a panelist. He's a yes. panelist okay. and a producer still. A producer. So I will be uh, a long road. Uh, that's the the Star Trek prequel, Dad. That's the that's a hundred years before Christ. Yes, that's the prequel, yeah. Yeah, but was was made in the early two thousands. Um, also, Dave, two there's clearly way more other shows that you cover. We have so many shows. We had how many shows? Started, so many, I can't even count. Let me All see right. if I can count them. Let me Let's count cry. the ways. Um, so aside from our Monday night original series, and of course Enterprise coming up in. 11 weeks, or 12 weeks, I suppose. Uh, we have Star Trek D Space Nine, which is ongoing. We're doing a complete series rewatch there on Tuesday nights at oh, nine ish, led now, by right? my brother Jeff. We're into season four now. Uh, uh, tomorrow's season. the fourth season, the best oh, the season. Worf season. It's this, yeah, Worf just got to the show. <laughs> it is exciting. I was pretty uh, jazzed it, for The Way good, of the Warrior last week. That's really and, good at this point, yeah. And then uh, to, to tomorrow's episode, we're talking about The Visitor, which is the one where uh, Jake Sisko is mostly played by Tony Todd, which is uh, kind of weird. But he'll be Tony Todd. It's a great, great episode about father and son. 
so uh, check that one out. It's going to be a really, um, it's maybe one of the more emotional Deep Space Nine episodes. And also, there's more Star Trek like Deep Start Thursday, Star Trek Lower Decks. Oh, we're talking Lower Decks. We got a panel coming in. We're going to be doing it at seven o'clock this Thursday. We got to get it out of the way before Big Brother. Um, here? I'm excited. I'm going to have to jump on an episode so, or two. So, low, yes, we, we're going to have Jamil Robinson, Jeff Mater, and uh, Davin Skelhorn uh, uh -huh. will be our panelists for that. Davin Skelhorn uh, from Nova Scotia? From Nova Scotia. We're going to get a Nova All Scotia perspective. Yeah. Uh, he's yeah, coming in. All so, away from the interwebs. Yeah, so we're going to be talking about the, the uh, episode one of season two. Uh, it doesn't air on CTV Sci-Fi until 10 p.m. but or 9 p.m. I guess on Thursday. We will be illegally downloading it uh, from the Americans uh, who they because they get it on Paramount Plus like at 3 a.m. Uh, the same. So I didn't hear anything. Full disclosure: that's what we're doing. That's that's what you forced us into CTV Sci-Fi. Why can't you put it on earlier? Um, that's how I did all last season. So, yeah. Apparently, not... they let you put more stuff on now than they used to before. Well, it just works differently in the states versus Canada. In, in the states, like they uh, the release they, times are all nuts. Release times are different in Canada. They still do broadcast release times, uh, and that's a whole different thing, right? Yeah. So on Paramount, get... it just kind of shows up and like in the early morning before anybody's awake, and then mm -hmm. everybody Three, else like... has to wait until the end of the day. Midnight Pacific, I think, is when they do it. Yeah. So anyway, so we're going to be talking about that. And then also Star Trek Radio Theater. Uh, we just did one uh, not too long ago. Uh, Star Trek The Next Generation's Cause and Effect, The Time Loop. Uh, check that out. We'll be setting up another one probably in a Great month episode. or so. Uh, it was a lot of fun. Really enjoyed that one. And then also um, we did, we, we're talking Star Trek Discovery eventually. We're going to be talking Star Trek Picard. We're going to be talking Star Trek. Uh, what's the other ones they got? Discovery, the, Discovery the Final Season. Strange Discovery. Discovery. There's already rumors of a fifth season. There's so no don't worry. Season. Yeah, it's coming. It's happening. Okay. Uh, anyway, so all that. And then our other channels, Live Long. we have Live Long and Podcast with Star Trek channel. <laughs> then Super Mater Brothers Podcasting. Do you got to go, Adam? No, Ooh. Adam's just like, why is there only four seasons? There's not uh, only four seasons. He's it'll angry. Maybe no. seven seasons. This is the final season. No. I'm marking no. it right now. But anyway. No. Right. We'll see who's right at the end. Yeah, Super Mater Brothers Podcasting is our other channel. We talk about Big Brother three times a week, Sundays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays at 9.30. Jeff and Jamil and I uh, check that out uh, on our Super Mater Brothers, plus uh, all the other things we do on Marvel and Survivor. And Trivial Debates, our third channel, our monthly show about movies, TV, sports, and more, an arguing game show type format. So if you don't know about those things, check them out uh, and, um, and make sure to subscribe, like, and comment, and engage. Tell your friends and, and do those things. Okay, so I think we can close the book on tonight's podcast and the Squire of Gothos. Um, thank you, uh, gentlemen. I would have uh, won. I would have won. Yeah, I don't have that as a clip, but uh, I would have won. You, you know, we can go out on the German, maybe, because Dad likes it so much. Yeah. Uh, all right. So uh, until then, I'm time. Dry, dry. Live Here. long and podcast. We'll see you next Monday for Spock's brain. On officer, yeah. On Deutsch Soldat Nein. Eins, zwei, drei, vier, gehen wir mit den Schiss. Oh, thank you.